Welcome to the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast, where small nonprofit leaders get the strategies and encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is. Nope, we're dreaming of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides, and we're having a good time while we're doing it. We believe that saying thank you with excellence gets us all the money we need for our mission. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity and just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and funding our mission. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. Episode 9. What a great honor it is for me to be here with you, serving you, helping you get the money you need for your nonprofit. Today, we're talking about a baby's heel and your nonprofit's end of the year printed appeal. But first, let me tell you today's show is brought to you by Fundraising Freedom Academy. Leave the stress of fundraising behind. Fundraising Freedom Academy is an online monthly training program that gives you all the resources and training you need to build out your organization's fundraising campaign. It eliminates unnecessary stress, frees up your time, gives you everything you need to build a sustainable signature fundraising campaign. You'll learn how to build relationships with donors, creating dependable and reliable support for your cause, not only now, but year after year. Fundraising Freedom gives you anytime access to online video training where you get actionable and valuable strategies, including how to communicate with your donor base, how to recruit a fundraising committee, and how to make the ask for recurring special gifts. Yes, live mastermind coaching calls every two weeks where you have direct access to Fundraising Freedom Master Coach Mary Valoni, the coaching team, and your peers all through live calls. The calls are recorded if you can't make it and you can watch the replay. It's all online for you when you want it. Plus, access and membership into the Fundraising Freedom online community. You'll always get quick answers from the Academy community. Interact, engage, tap into the wisdom of all the other students who are doing the same thing you are. Get started today. Click on the link in the show notes. Don't miss the most lucrative time of the year here for nonprofits here at the year end. Don't miss out on the money that's yours. Join Fundraising Freedom Academy today. Okay, here we are, a baby's heel at your nonprofits. End of the year printed appeal. The Greeks tell a story about a mother who, being foretold that her son Achilles would die young, dips his body in magical waters for protection. But she makes a fatal mistake in holding him by his heel, thereby preventing the magic waters from washing over his heel. The baby survives into adulthood, merely to be killed by a poison arrow to, you guessed it, his heel. Achilles' heel is a story of a destructive weakness despite overall strength. Despite his greatness, his heel was enough to lead to his downfall. Now, 
There are a few things about your end-of-the-year appeal, your printed appeal that you're going to mail out that, though they may seem small, can drastically affect the money that you raise. So even though your letter can be strong, don't let such a small thing as the few things that I'm about to tell you, don't let them mess you up. Okay, so a few pointers here. Ready? I'm going to give you five points, five points. So really quickly, get your pencil out, take a few notes. I've already begun to receive some fundraising appeals in the mail, and I just grieve for the organizations that send them to me because they're making some fatal mistakes. Not to say that they won't raise some money, But I can tell you they won't raise the same money that they could have had they not made some of these just few mistakes, these little Achilles heels, small things that bring you down. Okay, ready? Number one, formatting. The formatting of your letter. Listen to me. Indent the paragraphs. This should not look like a business letter. Dear God, listen to me. This should look like a personal letter from a person to a person. One of your letter's main goals is that it be a personal letter. Donors are not robots who give to impersonal organizations. Do not send a business-formatted letter to your people asking them to give. Indent the paragraphs as if you were writing a personal letter. So a little rule that I like to remember, and this is a great rule to write down and just, um, it's, it's so easy to remember. A letter that looks like a letter performs better. <laughs> a letter that looks like a letter performs better. Your donor's first impression when taking your letter out of its envelope should be that this is a personal letter indent the paragraphs, and then make sure it is from a person with a signature in the bottom. I like to try make that signature in blue ink from you. It just makes a difference, okay? So my first point in five very quickly is that you should indent the paragraphs. Make your letter look like a personal letter. Not a business letter with block blocks of text. Don't do that, please. Okay, so that's point number one. Number two, make sure your paragraphs are short, four lines or less. Make sure your paragraphs are less than their four lines or less. If you have a paragraph with five lines, let it be rare. And here's the deal. Always assume that your donors don't read your letter. Excuse me. If they're not reading my letter, why am I writing it and sending it to them? Here's what you, if we assume this, you'll write a better letter. Assume that they don't read it, they scan it. And I'll tell you, in most cases, more than we would like to believe, that assumption will be true. Never assume that your people are going to read solid walls of text. They're not going to. Make sure your letter consists of four, of paragraphs of 
short paragraphs of no more than four lines. If there's a five-line paragraph, let it be rare. Assume they don't read it. Always assume that your donors don't read your letter. They scan it. They scan it. The texting generation has a word for copy that's too long that they just don't read. They'll text you and say, TLDR. What does TLDR mean? Too long, didn't read. You barely, trust me, listen to me, you barely have a chance that your letter is going to get read if it's short. It's the generation that we live in. You barely have a chance that it's going to be read if it's short, but there is no chance it's going to get read with solid walls of text. No, 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 that is not going to happen. So this is accomplished by ignoring some of what your English writing teacher taught you in high school. And here's a biggie. And when I finally caught on to this, it changed my writing. Make paragraphs for no other reason than because they look more appealing. Now, I know in English, we were taught that the paragraph changes when the subject changes or when the person who's speaking changes. In direct response, mail, fundraising, um, the, the paragraph ends where it looks like it ought to end. It doesn't have to start a new thought. This may be hard to grasp, but if you have a paragraph of eight sentences, then right in the middle of it, break it up in the middle and make two. Now, this is a biggie. It is based on what it looks like. If it doesn't look small, scannable, it is, if it is TL, they DR. If it's too long, they don't read. <laughs> okay. All right. Point number three maximize the magic word. The magic word is. You. The magic word in fundraising is you. Y-O-U. After you've written your appeal, after you've written that first draft, sit it down, print it out, take a red pen, and then circle all the words us, we, our. And then cross them through and then change every single one of them to the word you. Y-O-U. And then Work to rewrite the sentence so that it makes sense. For example, instead of saying, when you give, we will provide warm meals and shelter to the homeless this season. Instead of, when you give, we will provide. When you give, you will be providing warm meals and shelter to the homeless. Letters, when organizations, it's, it's, it's the difference in a donor-centered letter or an organization-centered letters. Donor-centered new, uh, newsletters and appeals. Donor-centered marketing collateral in your nonprofit does, it raises much more money than an organization-centered uh, piece of collateral. If you write your letter and say, we did this, we did that, we fed this many homeless, we touched this many families, we fed this many hungry people, help us. No. It's better if you would say, give your dollars today and you will feed this many homeless, this many meals. One meal costs this much money. So uh, this is making the donor the hero. And when you make the donor the hero, 
you raise one heck of a lot more money. Okay? So, maximize the word you. It's the magic word in fundraising. And then minimize all of the us, we's, ours. Just take them out. If you can write your marketing collateral for your nonprofit without even using or talking about yourself, the least, the least you can do that, the more money your collateral will raise. Okay, number four, have a clear and compelling goals goal. Instead of asking your donors just to make a difference, that's very vague, make a difference, impact someone's lives, give courage today. Instead of asking those vague, touchy-feely things, ask them to give to something very specific. Instead of give today to make a difference, say give today to provide meals and shelter for the homeless. Instead of when you uh, give today to give courage to a constituent, no, give today to provide food. Give today to provide classes for kids who need to learn artistic ability. Um, Give today, and when you give, here's what your dollars very clearly provide. Make it clear and compelling. Be very clear about what your constituent needs and how the donor can provide it. Clearly tell them specifically that they are providing meals. Provide meals with your gift. Provide shelter. Provide counseling. Provide classes. Provide um, um, opportunity. So in doing this, you give your donors a problem they can solve. Feed the thousands of homeless in our area is vague. It's a huge problem that the donor can't solve. But if you would say every 99 cents you give provides a warm meal. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? That's a problem I can solve. So avoid vague ass and tell donors the exact amount of money that your people need for the specific thing that they need, the exact dates that they're required. One of the magic words in fundraising is the deadline. So give the exact date, the deadline for getting your gifts in to count toward this project. Here's the deadline. Give them the exact thing that the money pays for. So number four, have a clear and compelling, clear and compelling goal. And then our last point today, don't waste the most read part of a letter. The most part read part of a letter is the P.S. <laughs> it's the P.S. The most read part of any letter is the P.S. Heat maps that track how people read letters shows show that the single most read part of any letter is the P.S. So make sure to take advantage of repeating your call to action. Repeat your CTA in the P.S. Why? Because the single most read part of any letter is the P.S. Assume, assume that your donor is going to pull that letter out and they're going to look at it sort of in a Z pattern. They're going to see dear, dear, dear David. They're going to see their name. They're going to pop over to the right. They're going to scroll to the left down to where you say sincerely 
They're going to read that PS, go across to the right. That's the way they scanned your letter. So in the PS, repeat that the act, repeat the action that you've asked the donor to do inside of the letter. For example, PS, give today to take advantage of our matching gift grant. PS, you do PSS. They, those get read too. Don't forget, write your check today to meet the December 31 deadline. PS, when you give by December 31, the power of your gift is matched. P.S. <laughs> Go to our website right, right now and give. Use that. Use it. Don't waste the single most read part of any letter. It's the P.S. Okay. Now I have, that's the end of my teaching for today. I have made you every week. I give you something for free to help you in what I'm talking about. Today, you can get a free download. I've just created a small checklist for writing super successful printed appeals. Download it and keep it handy all year as you write your printed direct response appeals. And just when you get through, take it and then check off um, all, all these things that I've talked to you about today. Have I maximized the word you? Are my paragraphs indented? Do I have a clear and compelling goal? What about my PS? So it's just a little checklist. You can print it, put it in your file, and it will, it could possibly get you a whole lot of money as you make your appeals and send them out. So click on the link in the show notes, get the free download. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget, hit the subscribe button. And if you really want to help me, give me a five-star review. That would mean the world. It, I look every week and I read them. Press the link in the show notes for Fundraising Freedom Academy. Go get the help that you need. Don't go it alone. Get the help that you need. Okay, ready? Here we are at the end. Until next time, this is David Oaks saying to always remember, we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. It's all coming together. Yep, it is breaking our way. And because the world is a better place when we're at our best, excellence is our passionate pursuit. We're not begging, we're not pleading. We are inviting humanity to partner with Providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, and to leave the world we found in a better place. So until next time, this is David Oaks saying so long.